Welcome to the Legendarium. I feel like I really need to put warning right up front of the show. Like, this is not what you signed up for when you subscribed to the Legendarium <laughs> podcast. Hello. I don't know how to start this. Welcome, everybody, to the Legendarium Podcast. And Hanks has fumbled the ball. Was that Lionel <laughs> Richie over there? Hello. Is it me? Or... Never mind. All right. Earth Let's to Matil. <laughs> this is not going well. Okay, okay, okay. All in right. the computer. All right. Shut up. Fresh start. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. My name is Craig Hanks, and I'm your host. And today, uh, today is a very, very different episode. I hope you guys will humor us. Um, it, we just we can't possibly read fast enough to do, uh, you know, a, a book episode every single week. So today we are letting our proverbial hair down and doing a a, a non-book episode. Proverbial, Todd. Stop feeling at your scalp. Just, I'm checking. Just, I'm just glad we all still have hair. And uh, <laughs> today we're going to be ranking a bunch of stuff. So. Uh, before we get started on that, like I said, I'm Craig Hanks, your host, and uh, I'll introduce the rest of our amigos here. If you poke around his bathroom and look in the garbage, you'll find the smoking ruins of the nine sets of electric shears he used to try to trim his own back hair. It's Todd Wenty. And I'm working on the 10th. Um, <laughs> it's been a little while, Todd. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to be here. Uh and if I were to rank him, I'd put him somewhere between Charles Manson and Marilyn Manson. It's Ken Johnson. I'm showing you with my hand exactly where you rank on my list. <laughs> and he's not just too cool for school. He is, by all evidence, apparently too cool to ever have gone to school. It's Kyle Lemon. All right. I am going to beat you like a Cherokee drum. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know what's going to be on your list today, don't we? All right, a little bit of little bit of housekeeping before we get to the uh, to the fun and games of today's episode. Uh, let's see. First of all, studio update. Uh, when the guys all showed up, I gave them a little tour of what we've done so far in the new studio, and uh, hopefully, you guys are uh, listeners. I mean, hopefully, everybody is following us on Facebook and also on Reddit. We do some updates there as well. So I'm trying to take photos every now and then and do a couple videos here and there to let you know how the progress is going. Uh, earlier in the day on Facebook today, I shared that we'd finished all the framing. We finished all four walls. Well, I uh, spent the entire day today paneling those walls. And so now we've got uh, some OSB sort of plywood type stuff up on the outside. It's looking like an actual structure. Um, and so that's a good word for it structure that, I mean that's all it is right now there is no roof it's so I don't know if structure <laughs> even applies but there are walls there uh, but anyway I did want to say yes hopefully you're following along and hopefully you can see the progress uh, but it's a big thanks to all the listeners uh, so far oh, I guess I shouldn't say all of the listeners I should say those of you who have contributed via either uh, uh, patreon.com slash legendarium or our GoFundMe page. And so if you uh, if you have done one of those two, a huge special thanks to you for supporting the podcast and uh, for supporting this new studio. It's going to, uh, it, frankly, it's going to be 
great for my home life. <laughs> I can give this room back to the family and uh, move the podcast out there. So it'll be great. Um, anyway, thanks to everybody who does that. If you need that one more time, patreon.com slash legendarium is where you can go. Support the show on an ongoing basis. Go fund me if you search the legendarium or just the word legendarium on uh, on GoFundMe. You can find our page there, and that's where you can support the construction of the actual studio. Uh, anyway, thelegendarium.reddit.com is where you can go join the conversation, see some of those updates, and find us on Facebook. We are not, I repeat, not Legendarium Media. Did you guys know no. there's a, there's yeah, a Facebook no. page? I, yeah, there sure is. Yeah. It's, I've been worried for the last few years how many of our likes have they gobbled up just by stealing we, our name. We will find them. I feel like this is a sharks and jets situation it, where we snap at them. It really is. I like the singing. A, that's a theater reference, Kyle. I'm so proud of you. Wow. Sure. Mm. I like to feel Close like enough. we've stolen some of their wanna, likes. Yeah, I want to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, probably true. Okay, yeah. so today we put out, uh, today it's, it's uh, we're calling it Rankapalooza. Yeah, because it's always fun to rank things, uh, or, partly because it's just fun to think about things, and mostly for me and people like me, it's just fun to really piss people off, uh, which is inevitable <laughs> when you start ranking stuff. Uh, and so that is what we're going to be doing today. And uh, f- we put out the call yesterday for your suggestions on Reddit, and boy, oh boy, did you guys come through. Uh, we had like two dozen suggestions on things we could rank, uh, and most we are, of them were bullet lists. We are not going to, um, we are not going to rank all of those. Ken's we, going to rank list format. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we know where bullet lists so, rank on it. So forgive me if we don't get to yours, um, but uh, this is meant to be a relaxing episode, and you know, we're just going to hang out and rank a few things, and hopefully we get to your suggestion. This will be an opportunity for all of you to glimpse inside our minds and figure out how it is that we actually came to be the people that do the things that we do with this show. And if you've ever wondered, hmm, why in the world do they think that? Today might give you a clue. <laughs> Can I tell you something? This this is a true, 100% true story. As I was reading through the Reddit comments on this thread, I got to one that said... Um, uh, the best 80s arcade cabinet games. Right. And I said to myself, I, I said to myself, that, that is a, that's a great idea. Of course, the only one who can really speak to that will be Todd. Um, and then I looked closer a couple hours later and it was in fact Todd who submitted that suggestion. Uh, and so maybe Todd, maybe you can kick us off your top three. What, what, what are your top three or whatever number you want to come up with? Satan's hollow. Satan's Hollow. Wow, that's yeah. like a sweet metal band. Name. Exactly. I was. It, that was one of those Finnish cabinet games. It, it, right. It, it probably was. It probably yeah. was Finnish or, or Sweden. One of the two, right. because they don't have a problem with Sweden. I think I saw them open for Rammstein. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really cool game. Um, it had a. It had an. It had an underside. It had a. It had a. The underside of of a game where you that, could go on it, one side and literally looked like you were swinging testicles around. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry just... about that. I'm sorry about that. Um, I was just remembering how I used to use the controller to go to the other side. It was really, really cool. Um, Robotron 2084. Okay. Uh, was, was probably Solid choice. Yeah. One yeah. of my, one of my all time favorite games. And the number one, uh, the number one would be Star Trek Academy. There was a yeah. You're boring. Oh, wow. There was a there was a Star <laughs> Trek Academy game that came out in 1983, I think, 
uh, and they had one version that you stood up and one version that you sat down and you had the controls in the arm pads. It was I really, remember really cool. This. And it looked Liz. like a captain's chair. It did look like a yeah. captain's chair. I, was, I remember this game. That doesn't sound like a cabinet game then if you're sitting in something that looks like a captain's well, chair. Well, it, it, the captain's chair was not was kind of an addition to the mm. cabinet. It wasn't, all right, all right. Yeah. I, I didn't really do the arcade thing, uh, being a child of the 90s myself. Uh, Kyle, Ken? I, I wasted so many um, quarters received from exchanging bottles on Pac-Man. <laughs> exchanging bottles. I did. I would gather up bottles and I would take them down to the 7-Eleven and I would exchange them for quarters, and I would promptly put those quarters in the Pac-Man machine. Nice. The, f- the first scene in this year's Stranger Things, uh, Volume Two, uh, Season Two, where they're right. where they're, where they're playing scavenging for scavenging for change. Yeah. Oh yeah, my buddies and I did that. Yeah, for sure. Playing Dragon's Lair. Oh, Dragon's Lair. We spent <laughs> that was at a gas station, and we would crowd around that thing to the point where the guy would the guy would. That ran the place would be like, eh, you kids are gonna. If you're not gonna buy anything, get out of here. You know I, what was the name of the scantily clad um, princess? Princess Daphne. That's right. I was so bad at that game. <laughs> I was too. I never got very far on that. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So let's now. Now, Kyle brought up something off mic earlier, which is that we should probably not spend too much time on stuff we already talk about anyway on the podcast, and sure. so Wheel of Time, right. Brandon Sanderson stuff. I agree. However, uh, we've we've got to throw our fans a bone here. So why don't we do this one real quick? We're gonna quick. do what to our fans? We throw them <laughs> throw them a bone. A, okay. Is right. that not a thing? No, I just that's a thing, Kyle. Okay. You get out. Uh, <laughs> it's an old phrase. We've been rubbing off on him. So okay. So I, Kyle, top three Ajas, and then the worst one. Top three Ajas. Yeah. Ooh man. Uh, black, black is number one. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> is that only due to? Uh, I don't know. Oh shoot, that was a spoiler. I'm oh, gonna, I'm gonna dude. bleep. I'm gonna bleep that. Bleep okay. that. Okay. Uh, marking it. That was nine. Top three. Top three. Ajas probably. Oh man, I'm gonna go with blue, then yellow. No, switch that. Yellow, blue, and then probably white. I want to say green because they're supposed to be the battle aja, right? But that's so not a thing. No, they're the so, yeah. they're the they're the, the humpsalot aja. Yeah, they're the polygamy aja. Um, <laughs> I would go blue, white, brown. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, okay. Let's uh, Sanderson magic systems can go the Alamancy for the win, and uh, I think. I, I bounce back and forth between Stormlight and Farukami, so we'll just put those I think two. it's called Surge Binding. Surge Binding. Well, yeah, okay. Surge Binding. Yep. Um, so we'll just go between uh, Surge Binding and yeah. Farukami can battle I, it out for two and three, but but Alamancy for the win. Alamancy, definitely number one. Surge yeah. Binding, definitely number two. Hemalurgy, number three. Ooh. Not because I particularly want to practice it, but it's, it's so cool. Uh, it, but then number four, in, honorable mention. It is definitely awesome. Uh, honorable mention has to go to the Aeons from uh, Elantris. Oh yeah, yeah. That was. That you, was don't the, you don't like the breath, the 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 breath magic. Uh, it didn't particularly grab me. It, and the other thing about that is, it it was fine while I was reading the book. I didn't have a problem with it. But if you asked me exactly how it works now, I couldn't tell you. Mm. It you know it just didn't quite stick. Right. So I'll buy anyway, it. I'll buy it. Uh, should we leave that behind? Yeah, yeah I was just gonna say no, I've, that was pretty. I've, good. I've, I don't. I mean, I know. Um, what's it called? The Alamancy. Perukami and Alamancy. I know those ones, but I haven't read anything else. But Surge Binding to me sounds like 
when you spill your surge in your cup holder. That's what happens to all your change in the bottom surge, of your cup holder. They don't even make surge anymore, <laughs> man. Surge bound. Is that how They're bad surge you... bound into your cup holder. You oh, cannot get those out of there. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds like a sewing term to me. Such an old man reference. Good job, Kyle. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So here's one for you. Um, not, I loved this one, by the way. This was from, I can't remember which user it was, and I'm not going to be able to find it fast enough. So, uh, favorite non-combat Zelda items. Are you guys ready for this? Has anyone here else played Zelda besides me? I, I A little. A yeah, little? just no? barely. No. Okay, so this is going to be mostly for the listeners then. These, this is the definitive list <laughs> of the four best non-combat items in Zelda. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. It was the definitive list according to Craig. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> the definitive Craig, list. Craig's list is the list. And this oh, is, oh. I, I'm taking into account all games here. And so this is, uh, you know, it, some of them go back a little ways. Uh, number four, Epona. The okay. horse. The horse. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm I'm counting Epona as a non-combat item. Okay. Uh, and she's fantastic. Number three, the hook shot. Now, technically, you can <laughs> use the hook shot to uh, to defeat some enemies, but in general, it's a non-combat item. So I'm I'm going hook shot number that, three. That would have been my number one, by the way, even though it would rip your arm off. But, you know. <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two is the cane of Samaria. And this is an item you can get in two different Zelda games. Uh, I'm most familiar with the one from A Link to the Past. And this is a red cane that you can use to lay down a magic block, which you can move around so that if there's a false floor somewhere, it will fall through before you do, saving you a heart. Mm. Uh, it will also create a floating platform uh, in the Turtle Rock dungeon. Uh, Kyle just fell asleep. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can also use it to zap enemies. Uh, it's it's pretty great. Um, and then number one, the number one non-combat Zelda item of all time, the Eye of Truth. This is oh, from yeah. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can use it to, you know, see through false walls and that sort of thing. Uh, but also, I think it's number one mostly because it gave us the best design element from all Zelda games and it's uh, it's uh, become quite a popular Zelda tattoo uh, that I like a lot. Nice. So there okay. you go. The, All right. The and where do you have list. this tattoo? I you know <laughs> if I showed you, your wife would be very upset that she didn't get to see it. So would yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What yeah. list do you do you guys want to go over? Oh, oh man! And while you're looking for that, I'll just say all. Um, Invective for that particular list can be directed to thelegendarium.reddit.com. Uh, you can go let me know how awesome I was with my Zelda list. Let's let's go with an easy one. This was also a list that one of the Reddit users, and I can't remember who it was, uh, posted. And I apologize that I can't remember who it was, but uh, the the coolest vehicle or ship. Oh yeah, yeah, like sci-fi vehicles Ooh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Man. I think that one came up twice. Yeah, um, I I only made a list of three because. I mean, you could, you could go on forever and that ever one could go for, sure. That yeah. could go for a long time. But uh, in, in uh, we'll go from three to one. Number three, the Marauder battle suit from okay. uh, from Starship Troopers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number two, the Robotech Veritech fighter. Yes. Back me up, Todd. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just it's just a glorified F fourteen, but it's so cool. So cool because it turns into a robot. And uh, the number one coolest vehicle or ship in all of science fiction, the USS Defiant from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. 
Mm. Okay. Interesting that choice that you went with that one from ship. Star Trek. Okay. That is the toughest, coolest little ship. So are we li- are we limiting it to three on that? Vehicles no, or that's just ships? What I, just... That's just what I came up yeah. with. I could I could make that list go on and on and on. I mean, I, I, I think I could too. But I I'll... mean, Serenity it would be on there. It's... Ones the Millennium that Falcon, ones that I have held on to that I've that I've absolutely loved. One of them is the Bubble Fighter from Lost in Space. Oh yeah, um, just loved the way that that was that that was configured. Um, number two in my list would be Luke's Land Speeder, just because it's so iconic and so okay, yeah. um, just just something from my childhood that I want to hold on to. And um, number three would be uh, the Odyssey, which was one of the big frigates from start uh from stargate uh stargate sg1 nice yeah. all right well, uh, yeah i took a little bit more of like a fantasy adventure spin on this the yeah. hispaniola is probably my favorite ship of all time the what now? The, the hispaniola i don't know that from treasure island oh. and there's i mean there's a million different adaptions of treasure island and i actually really like adaptations yeah that's what that's a word too <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like what Disney did with their Treasure Planet. Oh, that was good. That was with good. the Hispaniola because they have the solar sails instead of the wind sails. Yeah, and I think that that like kind of meshes the sci-fi, but like old school adventure. So that was one of my favorites, especially as a kid. I was just like, my mind's blown. What's going nice. on? <laughs> um, gotta love the DeLorean. As we said, vehicles, <laughs> and vehicles, and vehicles and ships, absolutely. Yeah. The DeLorean, absolutely. Choice. And uh, I don't know. I'll leave it at, at that because I don't have. I didn't have a really great uh, list prepared. So. Um, okay, what so those top two. I think uh, my my top three. My my number three would be the uh, flying pirate ship from Stardust. Do you oh guys yeah, remember? yeah. With um, with uh, what's his name playing the gay pirate? Um, I uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro playing the gay pirate. Uh, mostly it, not because the ship was especially cool, but because it had the best scenes in, <laughs> you know, so many fantasy movies. Um, number two got to be the Protoss carrier. Oh, oh yes. Good call. good call. And number one, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of, you know, kind of a lame choice, but talk about iconic. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so. You got to hold on to them. That, that's why I like this list, by the way, is because there, I mean, there are millions, well, we'll go thousands of <laughs> options and all of them are, are, they're fun, justifiably, yeah. you know, acceptable answers. We didn't mm-hmm. even talk about the Argo from Star Blazers. Right. Oh my gosh. That ship. Yeah. The, right? the SDF Star Blazers. Yeah. See, this is You've where the old s- men, this is where the adults get to talk for yeah, a second. Yeah, you guys, you guys go. <laughs> Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, come on. Star Blazers. The Argo was the cool. The uh, Argo? The Argo. The Argo. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was a No, no, no. Oscar that's not, nominee. That's not that's not the Ben Affleck movie. Oh, uh, dang. <laughs> Different Argo. I didn't even touch on the Fiery Phoenix. <laughs> Ooh, oh, yeah, man. from uh, Battle of the Planets. From Battle of the yeah. Planets, which was actually Science Ninjas in its first incarnation from Japan. Right. I actually have some uh, English dubbed Science Whoa. Ninja DVDs. I've missed the having another old man here to talk to. The Technodrome. The Technodrome. From uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Heck yeah. All right. That's an excellent choice. And, All right. And also a very difficult boss to beat yes. in the original mm-hmm. game. And of course, right. somebody's going to say, that wasn't tough at all. Well, screw you. I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. so anyway. I think I was 28 and it's still <laughs> nice. hard. It's still hard to beat. I, you know, I've, I've, n- I've never beat Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I, I can't. Do, uh, Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles is almost impossible to beat. As is Zelda Two. The yeah. advent, the yeah. adventure of Link is 
off the charts difficult to beat just with the way they set up that game yeah anyway, yeah if we were ranking most difficult nes games that would be right up there I could buy that. uh okay well um i think we did one list then who else had one that they wanted to go over don't uh, don't I, make me carry this. I like the idea. The oh, most likable villains. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. Anybody oh, have any likable? That was a great one. Uh, go. Yeah, you guys can start first. No, you go, Ken. Well, the, the first one I came up with was Loki. Okay. I mean that that's just for recency, sake. But Tom Hiddleston makes that character just enjoyable. That's that's about all I got right at the moment. But. Likeable's hard because it it's. It, oh, I do have one more to go. If there's if there's a if there's a likability in the fact that that I like the character, there's probably not very many. But if I like the way that they were played, um, the Kurgan in Highlander. Oh, now we're talking. Oh yeah. Um, really, really liked the way that that he character was played. Filthy, awful, awful human being uh, though. A true villain. But I'll tell you one that that keeps coming back to me, and I enjoy more and more. Uh, and here's me being sentimental. Uh, Dustin Hoffman's Hook. Oh, okay. He's yeah, one of my he's one of my favorite villains. I can see how that would be sentimental. And I I had the opportunity to play Hook at one point in time, and it was a wonderful experience. Being the bad guy is so much fun, <laughs> which is why I always wanted to be Harold Hill. Oh, being the bad guy that's, is so much fun. That's uh, the other one that's on my list. Harold theater Hill. people, likable villains. Okay, Ishmael from Wheel of Time. Love that dude. Okay, like I want a whole series just about him. I thought you were about to say, I just want to hold his hand. I just want to, I hold, just want to hold Just him. hold him close. Um, probably Hans Gruber. Oh, sweet choice. Oh, excellent I, choice. Oh, and then Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins. Damn you. Ooh, so. yeah. No, yeah. you Boom. suck. That was also my number one. Uh, number two being Jules Winfield from oh, uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah. 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 Um, now, you can be a protagonist and still be a bad guy. Jules is a pretty bad guy, so... So I'm I'm sticking with him. Uh, okay, what else? But I hated Hannibal Lecter. Just I'm gonna throw really? it out there. Oh I'm, man, I would I just, so. I can't stand him. Anyway, I, well, I wouldn't eat dinner with him if he cooked. But, right. Um, Hello, Clary. An Anthony Hopkins <laughs> and the way he plays that character are, are brilliant. But I just I. Yeah, anyway, um, I'm done. Kyle, should we do your list, the one that you proposed? <laughs> the downvoted list. Yeah. <laughs> the, you said this was fun. I, I it it almost got downvoted into oblivion. I saved your post, Kyle. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. You should. You're a likable villain, sir. <laughs> it must have got downvoted more than once then because I liked Probably. it as well. I just threw it out there to like placehold because I was just like, oh, I've got to add something to this list. And I was like, this is top of mind. <laughs> and I forgot to go back and add anything. You so know what, though? This is a, it's it's a, a, it is a classic list. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's guilty pleasure movies. Uh, so I think we should talk about it. And Kyle, frankly, I think you should start on this one. All right. This is a bad one. And it's very guilty pleasure. It's uh, the Michael Bay battleship movie <laughs> starring <laughs> Liam Neeson. Starring and, Rihanna. And what's the dude that was in John Carter, that oh, other terrible yeah. movie? Rihanna. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Rihanna's in there, too. But and the uh, dude, Ta Taylor, 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 Taylor Kitsch. Kitsch, yeah. Um, and also Brooklyn Decker. So there's Whew. points. Uh, um, Taylor Kitsch, I just saw him in American... By American uh, American Assassin, American Assassin. Yeah. Yes, mm. uh, that was that was a fun summer movie. They don't make movies like that much anymore. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I I I mean, I am recognizing that it is awful, and also the most awful thing that they did was they missed out 
on the opportunity to have Liam Neeson say, you sunk my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the problem. Of, but, all uh, the, of all the cheesy lines that Liam Neeson gets to say, right? why and didn't they give him that one? And he didn't say, you sunk my battleship. Yeah. That's terrible. Um, but the reason it's a guilty pleasure for me is there's the scene where basically like all the high-tech warships get taken over by this alien race and like they can't function against them. So they're in Pearl Harbor and they have to fire up the Missouri and it's all these old school World War II veterans that fire up the Missouri with yes. ACDC going on in the background. Yes, and nice. it's just like, America, yeah. <laughs> except, yeah. except ACDC is Australian. Oh, oh yeah. yeah no. For sure. But the veterans were American. Oh, yeah. sure. And the Missouri, and so, the Mighty Mo. Yeah, the Mighty Mo gets fired up and kicks some alien butt. So, yes. Nice call. There you go. Aliens. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never saw the movie. And I well, you need to now. Never will. Yeah, you need to. I never will. Uh, you know what? When, when we build our new studio, we should put a projector system in there. <laughs> Patreon donors, uh, you can make it happen. Okay. And, you'll, and you'll finally see Battleship? We'll <laughs> dedicate it to one of you. Sure. No, we'll not? watch Fifty Shades of Grey on it oh. first. <laughs> uh, okay, Guilty Pleasure Movies. Uh, once again, the definitive list. Uh, number three, Con Air. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'll take that number one. Number two, Rocky Four. <laughs> oh, I don't feel guilty about that at all. Talking talking about childhood here. He ended I, the Cold I War. I must break you. Rocky ended the Cold War. I don't feel there's, guilty there's, about watching single that Single-handedly. We were yeah. two-handedly. I was watching it with my brother one day, and uh, and there's that line where um, they they've gone like, five or six rounds and uh, Drago's just beating the crap out of Rocky and Rocky just keeps going. Right. And so they find the ding, the bell dings and they sit in their corners and Drago says in <laughs> Russian, he says to his, uh, his trainer, he says, he's, he's like not, a piece of iron. I love that. Line. And every time he says, er, well, at, at, in this particular instance, and now every time I watch it, I can't not say it, but he says, uh, he is like a piece of iron. And my brother behind me uh, says, Smooth and sensuous. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's how I always think of Rocky now. Uh, and the number one number one guilty pleasure movie, absolutely hands down, Tremors. That's a good one. Uh, it. That's I don't. I don't one. feel very guilty about it though. That is because that is one of the most perfectly made movies of all time. No. So, that's ladies and gentlemen, list. if that's you a needed list. a glimpse into the mind of Craig, you just got it. No, I. I refuse to back down from that one. Uh, what about you, Todd? How twisted are you? Um, so the, my my list of bad movies is is questionable because my wife thinks all of the movies I like are mostly bad. But my favorite, my all time guilty pleasure movie, Buckaroo Banzai and His Adventures Across oh, the Eighth Dimension. Wow. I've huh? never heard that in my life. So so uh, Peter Weller. Slow down so that people can go Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who haven't seen it. They, there, there's, there's, there's a couple of levels on the story. One of them is that the movie itself is just full of puns and so, so silly in the acting. It's just, it's, it's delightful and it's most fun watched at about midnight, um, especially if you've got lots of sugar and lots of caffeine um, and probably other substances too. But I can't speak to that. Um, but the 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 funnest part of that for me is that when I uh, I it was a test for my wife. Uh, I would show it to girls that I was dating, and depending on how far they got in the movie, determined whether or not they would move forward in my relationship. And there was one girl that I rented it, and we watched it together. And and then I left the country for a couple of years, 
Uh, and I came back and I rented it again for another girl that I was dating. And the guy brought it out of the video store. Yes, it was a video store. And he said, well, this isn't a really popular movie. Looks like the last time it was rented was back in 1987. I said, it was rented by me. Thank you. I'll just take that movie again. <laughs> I was the only other person that ever rented it in three and a half years. Nice. Nice. Uh, Ken? <laughs> uh, clearly, um, you're wrong. Because the number the number one answer is clearly Clueless. Really? Oh yeah. Look, I like I Clueless fine. Show. I'm not that's that I'm not impugning that this belongs on a list the fact of that, this sort. The but. fact that you picked it. Oh, I'm, I'm not surprised. I love Clueless. That show is so funny, and the soundtrack is great. Um, you know, but I mean, it. I was older than that. That movie shot for you know. I mean, it was. It was shooting for a younger demographic than me, but I love that show. It, I thought it was so funny. funny, and I'll watch it and I'll laugh every single time. Early still. Paul Rudd, yeah, if Paul you Rudd before recall. he blew up. Yeah. The other two I put on that list, by the way, Gone in sixty seconds, the Nick Cage oh, version. That's a good I one. love. Ooh, nice. yeah. I will stop and watch that no matter when. And uh, every day on TNT, Donnie, yeah, Lowrider, Lowrider, Donnie, Lowrider, Donnie. <laughs> yep. Okay, let's ride. <laughs> and the other one I put on that list, and it shows up again on another list, is Starship Troopers. Oh yeah. Ooh. I, I hate I Boo. hated that movie. Uh, it, it shows up on uh, a list I did of, of best and worst book to movie adaptations. Yep. Like, clearly the worst adaptation of a book ever, and the the book was so good. But I like that movie. Um, I hate that movie. So I, mean, I, I, I really feel like do. when we talk about uh, guilty pleasure movies, there should be something embarrassing. There should be an embarrassment factor, like Battleship. Like yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, you don't seem embarrassed about that. Other people will be embarrassed for you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's myself yeah, included. You know, that's but why I, it's the guilty I actually, pleasure. I actually have one that I left off my list. Fifty Shades of Grey. It's not, but it's in that vein. <laughs> there, there is oh, a movie please, no. you can you can watch it on Netflix, but proceed with caution. It's called Room in Rome. And it's like, oh. I think it's like, it's French, maybe. I, it, the ending is super, like, just like artsy, fartsy French. But it is the sexiest movie ever. <laughs> Full, it's just like wall-to-wall -wall nudity and lesbian sex the entire movie. But it's actually pretty compelling to watch. It's and got a so, great story once you get past the skin. I read it for the articles. I only read those magazines for the articles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, no, so it, that that is one that I'm a little bit embarrassed to say I, I actually like it. I don't think he's embarrassed at all because he just admitted it on this podcast. <laughs> he had a very similar experience at the movie rental store with this movie. As well. <laughs> You're the only guy that rents this movie, yes. but you rent it every time you return it. What is going on? Netflix is like, you watch this every day? And he was renting it from Dr. John. Recommended for you, it's just one movie. That's all there is. <laughs> uh okay all right oh man let's let's That's move on to a, a new list um here's one this one's from defunct jester which is a fantastic That's an awesome reddit, uh, reddit handle um movies in the alien franchise Ooh. okay i really like this one and i i but the thing is for me i have not seen the latest alien movie alien covenant alien yeah. covenant i haven't seen either so no I'm a little bit deficient in this one, but I can rank the other three. Four? In fact, Four? I, I haven't I seen the Prometheus six. movies either. There's like 80? No, if there's we... eight. Actually, I think there's like eight aliens. Are there real? Well, I mean, there's there's Alien versus Predator, yeah. which I don't and count there's... because that exists in its own special universe all by itself. In oh, my stop. Mind. That, that exists in the special that should be allowed. universe over here. It should be allowed. Uh, okay. Well, it's in, it's part you, of the Alien, fi alien where franchise. Where do you put it? 
Where I you... would put it as number three. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. Just because it was so much fun to watch those two go <laughs> at each other and to see and to see it to see them say, "Well, they're hunting something, but what could possibly be so frightening to these things?" Oh, it's the aliens! Wow. So I love that the the. The real question with this, because nobody's going to put Prometheus at the top of their list, right? That no. Is, it's it's uncontroversial to say that that is a lesser enjoyed alien movie. So the real question is, which is better, Alien or Aliens? Aliens. Aliens is Alien. Better. Really? Yep. Aliens yeah. would have been my two, and Alien is my number one. Wow. Kyle? Yeah, I, I like Alien, the original, the best, but honestly, after that, I like Alien Covenant and Prometheus. Really? Wow. In I that order? And so Prometheus number three. So Prometheus is a much better movie once you've seen Covenant. It's by itself it's very difficult to like even exist. Hmm. But once you've seen Covenant, Prometheus makes more sense. Now there are valid criticisms of both, but I actually enjoy Prometheus and Alien Covenant a lot. Yeah. So One I, would of those do, movies I would that... probably put Alien, Alien Covenant. Prometheus, Aliens, and then all the random, like there's Alien Resurrection and Alien vs. Predator and whatever the other random ones are. Right. So By the way, I, nice job. I do want to congratulate anyone who has made it this far into this episode. <laughs> you, sir or madam, are a true fan, and I salute you. We appreciate you. And, and I actually kind of forgot we were recording because it's just so not the norm. <laughs> just like, oh, when are we going to push play on this thing? There's every there, yeah. There are people who tune into us, I'm sure, and they're like, you know, I, I yeah, they're they're kind of lowbrow sometimes, but I like the the literary discussions. I like the conversations about these books and whatnot. And what this in is the not that hell are they doing? <laughs> what are you, this is bizarre? I agree. I agree with you fully. This is completely bizarre. This is one that will certainly be used as torture devices in, in Sweden. Sweden yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys have run that joke right into the ground. And we still it love still it. still works. <laughs> okay. Uh, Can I throw one out? Yes. So uh, one of the ones, and I, I apologize for not putting this on the, on the Reddit thread, but I, I wanted to ask, in no particular order, the six most influential sci-fi or fantasy books in your life. Oh, gosh. Wow. Uh, you're going to have to start because... I'll give you some time to think. Uh, so, yeah. So here are mine. Uh, the Hobbit. Mm. Oh, yeah. The Hobbit is on there. Uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which is a little-known Star Wars expanded universe uh, book. It was the first Star Wars expanded universe book after in between Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely loved it. Alan Dean Foster wrote it. It was supposed to be a treatment for a for a sequel that never got made, and it's really, really quite. It was quite good, especially for me as I was growing up. Uh, Two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Uh, obviously, mine have a little bit more science fiction. Uh, Falkenberg's Legion, uh, written by Jerry Pornell, one of uh, right up there with uh, with Starship Troopers. Uh, the Forever War by Joe Hadelman, wow. which I keep trying to talk Craig into doing at some point in time. Oh, uh, we'll get there. I know. I Hang know, in I know. there. You <laughs> see that? See that massive? I do. Thing I do. In front I'm of you called that. Oathbringer, and and I've been reading Oathbringer, I'm... and so I'm like, I know we're going to get to it, but I got to get through this first. <laughs> um, and then my one of again, these are in no particular order, but one of them that was also very influential in my life was A Wizard of Earthsea. Oh yeah. I've got that on my bookshelf in the other room. Really love that book and I... that series. It was a short trilogy, but it was great. I loved it. I had a really hard time with that one. How come? 
Um, I think it was because when I read it, I was kind of just, um, I, my love of fantasy was really burgeoning at this point, And I was coming straight from Tolkien and, uh, kind of that style, uh, or at least that, um, aesthetic mm-hmm. when it comes to fantasy. And I was not prepared. I did not understand that, uh, what, what's her name? Um, Ursula, Ursula Gwynn. Gwynn. She wrote it as a direct refutation of that type of fantasy novel. Mm-hmm. And I, and so I, I wasn't savvy enough at the time to say like, to understand that that was what she was doing. And so I didn't like, so it, it wasn't, I wasn't like indignant saying, oh, you're crapping all over my favorite things. It was just, oh, this isn't, this isn't get, what I like. You didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I need to revisit it now in my thirties and see if I, I feel any different about it. You, you may or may not like it now. The, one of the things that I loved about it, I, it was, it was in my early teen years uh, it was written at that level. It was very approachable, uh, but but the reason that it has stayed with me there was a there was a segment in it where they talked about uh, the magic system that was built around the idea of knowing something's true name. Oh right. Um, and this idea of names having power uh, stuck with me, and I have I have just really. Uh, it's it's just a piece of of very interesting uh, uh, very interesting literary devices that have stuck in my head uh just really enjoyed it okay um ken you look like you're pulling some stuff together i got uh, well I've, I've been trying to comb through what i actually have you know what i actually read as a kid <laughs> 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 which wasn't much 2000 actually 2001 is one that i did read and i liked it a lot and it's still very influential to me um as is the hobbit those are two that i actually read this is one i read a little bit uh older but i and I don't know that it necessarily applies in science fiction or fantasy, but Animal Farm. Oh, nice. I okay. loved okay. that book. Holy yeah. cow. I went back and read that one a couple more times. We can at least call it speculative Spec fiction. fiction? No, sure, but why not? even then, that's kind of fable. <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't fantasy. Know. Yeah, fantasy. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. So, it's something. Uh, if, hey, when animals start to talk, it's fantasy, baby. There right? you go. Uh, Four uh, legs good, two legs better. You can't say baby. Uh, Kyle, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I don't know that this is in any particular order. It doesn't have because be. I haven't had a chance to like rank them. Sure. Uh, we'll throw out Wheel of Time, get that out of there. Um, but other than that, I would say H.G. Wells' The Time Machine Ooh, was good a choice. really good one for nice. me. Good choice. Um, Treasure Island has been one of my all-time favorite books ever since I was introduced when I was really small. Would you Would you qualify that as fantasy? I would say it's like fantasy adventure before they yeah. before they actually came, bef- like came out with Lord of the Rings with like style al- fantasy like worlds. epic fantasy yeah like that's kind of the fantasy adventure style right. that it was fair enough um, Jurassic Park for science fiction okay and Ender's Shadow yes Ooh. not Ender's Game Ooh. but yes. Ender's Shadow Ender's Shadow yes. is good um, that book is amazing it, um, it took me two tries when I was like sixteen. To, to get mm-hmm. through the first 200 pages before mm-hmm. they even get to battle school. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, once I did, yeah. whoo boy, that, that was awesome. And then probably, I mean, I don't have a lot of science fiction uh, under my belt, but I really liked uh, Timeline. Yes. By oh, by the movie was terrible, but the book was really, really the mo- yeah Yeah, the movie suffered a classic case of- Paul um, Walker? <laughs> no, no. The movie was a Gerard classic Butler. case of uh, of 
oh, that scene was in the book. It had better be in the movie too mm-hmm. for no real like coherent story reason. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that I hate Harry Potter 5 the most as a movie was that it, it made no sense as a movie. It was just like, oh, people want to see the collection of scenes. They, they want to yeah. see that scene. They want to see the mm-hmm. Hagrid's yeah. little brother. You know, yeah. anyway. So, uh, but yes, excellent book, Timeline. On my list, I think the only straight sci-fi novel to make the list was Sphere. I figured you would say that. Yeah, just because it was, it, we're talking about influential. That mm-hmm. was. And that's it, one you've harkened back to several times. Oh, we've yeah. It, I mean, it was the first, it was the first novel that I read that was written for adults. Um and I mean, I was too young to get most of it, but anyway, it was very, very influential. Uh, straddling the line between sci-fi and fantasy is the Star Star Wars stuff. Uh, Shadows of the Empire. Ooh, oh, good choice. Was, uh, nice. was The reason I put that is because it kind of showed me that um, it, even more so maybe than the Timothy Zahn ones, which kind of exist on a, a, a whole other plane uh, for me, but it kind of showed me this is the potential that... Uh, fan fiction has right because that's what it feels like it's it's fan fiction it's kind of it's all about filling those plot holes between episodes five and six and um or not plot holes but just just uh openings opportunities yeah uh anyway so that one's on the list uh anybody who knows me knows lord of the rings obviously 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 the silmarillion i cannot possibly overstate uh, what an impact the Silmarillion had on me when I was uh, 17 years old. Uh, so I won't go into it now, but yes, the Silmarillion for sure. Mistborn, I've I've read it whenever it came out 10 years ago, and I have not stopped thinking about it since. Uh, and the Perdane Chronicles, ever since I was a little oh, kid. Yeah. Wow. Um, the Lloyd Alexander. Loved those those books. were great books. Uh, fantastic and. Uh, and and that's another one. I I think back on them frequently. Yeah. So, anyway, there's my list. That's a good list. You know, it's interesting. One of the one of the things that I think is is really interesting about the the books that we've named is that so many of them are books that we that we all have read somewhere along the line. Craig, when you were mentioning the Silmarillion, I can't help but remember Corey Christensen and myself and uh, Mark Atwood. Uh, talking about the Sil- name dropping that people no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. Um, but they were they were guys that hung that I hung around with at Davis High School, uh, reading the Silmarillion and some of these other books. And and I just I have this vision in my mind that at some point in time we may have we may have left one of those books in a locker, and then you come along <laughs> years later and you pull it up and say, Hey, look at this. Hey, these guys were pretty smart to have this book waiting for me, because you know that was that was something that was influential for us growing up. Yeah. And it said property of the half blood prince, and Craig got an A in potions class. He, it, it probably a, was all because of Corey. It's a classic story. I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's let's uh, move back away from fantasy stuff. Well, actually, no, this kind of fits oh. a little bit into the fantasy genre, and that is Bond actors. Love oh, that. I just want your that top played three. Bond or top in three. Bond movies. The played Bond. Okay. Okay. If we're if we're opening it up, that's a whole can of worms. And, yeah. and we just have Bond girls, so. <laughs> uh, okay. So wow. End of list. Wow. So I want I want to hear maybe your top three, and then who is the worst? And Lazenby doesn't count. 
What do you mean Lazenby doesn't count? If we're going to talk about the worst, we have to... Sorry, I'll show you. No, you can't. (laughs) Lazenby doesn't count. It was barely even a Bond movie. Nobody saw it. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Although, nobody has seen it. Lazenby had the best line of all the Bond movies. This never happened to the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that line. Oh, that was funny. Uh, Okay, so Kyle, go. Top Bonds, uh, Daniel Craig, Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan. Okay. I got the same list. But reverse the order. Reverse. So well, not it reverse go? it, but uh, Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. Sean Connery, Daniel Craig, and Peter Sellers. Oh, gosh. Todd has to be contrarian. You're all wrong. You're all wrong. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is Excuse the me, best The definitive bond. list. <clears throat> Pierce Brosnan is the best Bond. And let me tell you what? why. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Is, so I, I, I put Daniel Craig as my number three. Uh, because I do really enjoy him, but his the, but the the sort of Bond reboot that he represents isn't quite the Bond that I'm looking for. I really enjoy that sort of tongue-in-cheek, uh, stupid kind of uh, English gentleman. And you should have just put Roger Moore on Roger your list. Roger Moore, exactly. That's so the list. he narrowly avoids my list. But anyway, my point is that... Uh, is I love that, how you say avoids, like it's somewhere you don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, my point is that Pierce Brosnan, he is the perfect embodiment of that, uh, of, of the bond that had been building for like three decades uh, he pulls it off better than any of the others, and then you really switch gears when you move into Daniel Craig. I, and um, let's be honest: if it hadn't been for if it hadn't been for the silly contract that uh, that Pierce Brosnan had, we would have gotten him early, and we would have yeah. avoided some right. other actors that we don't talk about. Timothy I, Dalton, other actors that we don't talk about. I, you know, I like Timothy Dalton in other stuff. He just did terrible Bond movie. He was not yeah. a good Bond. See, yeah, that's the problem with Pierce Brosnan, though. He has probably one of the best movies, which is Goldeneye. Goldeneye for sure. Mm-hmm. But the rest of his movies are pretty that's awful. How, that's how I feel about Daniel Craig, though. His first one was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the second one sucked hard. Yeah. Really? And the third one was pretty bad. Skyfall? You, was I, that the one with Skyfall the was German third. dude? Mm, Skyfall was great, man. I, what's yeah. the What's the one with the What's the one? Who, uh, what's the name of the guy with the? Uh, I'm the author of all your it, pain. You're talking about Spectre. Yeah, Spectre, Spectre that's, was bad. That's the most recent. Skyfall was okay. It was fine. The wow. second one was Quantum of Solace was terrible. Yeah, Quantum I Solace loved Quantum of Solace. Yeah, that's because you have no taste. Like like wow. Casino Royale, probably the best Bond movie. Maybe the best Bond movie ever. I, I yeah. will agree with you. I completely agree with you about Pierce Brosnan, by the way. Uh, if, when I think of Bond, that is that is who I think of, uh, or that is what I think of Bond he, should be like. He had, just like that. He had just enough um, sort of uh, heft. So let me ask yeah. you this, though. What? would Because Gold, I love Goldeneye. So but, much. But would Goldeneye be as great if there wasn't the N64 GoldenEye game. Uh, yes. Yes. I don't know that it would be as know. revered in in cult, the cultural phenomenon that it is. No. If we didn't all grow up playing the very first like Nintendo-based the, first the thing per- is, person shooter. By the time it came out, I had watched GoldenEye 50 times. Like I loved that movie. Sure, I'm not saying it's not a good movie. Way it very much. I'm just saying that I think that it's that because GoldenEye, the N64 game, was the game of all games. It makes GoldenEye that much better. 
And so I think that without no, that, I, 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 I would, I would that have reversed. Much, I would have reversed that. that. I would have reversed that. I would have said that had Goldeneye not been a good film, the video game would never have been made. Okay. Or nobody would have cared about it. Nobody would. But right. but interestingly enough, Goldeneye gives us a, a segue into another list: uh, Sean Bean deaths. Oh, oh, I don't yeah. really. I I have not prepared for this one, so I'm just gonna it, put Patriot Games at the top of my list and call it good. Oh, that I mean, the, the top of the list, and it's not disputable. Is, is his death is Boromir? Well, that's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, that's yeah. that's his best death. His best. Although know. his Ed death Stark. at the end of Goldeneye, when the satellite. Di- Fell on top he of him. He also officially <laughs> died twice in GoldenEye. Yes, so he did. That's yes, he true. Did. <laughs> that's true. He dies. He comes back Finish to life, job, and he James. dies. Throw them all to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his death in Patriot Games made my list. So there plus, plus, Eddard Stark was oh, pretty. That made that, my talk about heartbreaking. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but it, <laughs> but really, I mean, really, that that death is Boromir. I mean that. I feel like I feel a like a Sean Bean death shouldn't be a spoiler. I feel like. When they cast Sean Bean, automatically you <laughs> say this dude's going down. Well, that's they they cast him in a show on like TNT Legends. Legends, Legend. like like three years ago, five I, years ago. I watched the whole thing on Netflix, and it was fun. So, I, but it got canceled after what two seasons? Two seasons. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, what were you thinking? You 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 cast can you cast Sean Bean. You cannot kill Sean Bean. You've made a horrible, horrible mistake. It, it was. It was actually. I. It was. It was worth watching. Um. And it was based on a book called Legends, which made me wonder why they were basing an entire series on a book. If it was a book series, it would have made more sense. Uh. But I, I really enjoyed the. I really enjoyed the television series. It was. It was quite good. I also, binged it and finished it in like two weeks. Also, shout out to whoever made that compilation video on youtube of all the sean bean deaths <laughs> if you haven't watched it you need to um also one for the island which wasn't a great oh movie, yeah but that was but a great was, death I, I liked the movie just fine it might even be a guilty pleasure that, movie uh, exactly but what uh, that was a great death in the island i don't remember his death in the island um all right so here's another I remember the island here's another uh, wild shift in direction if you guys are ready uh, coming from another uh, amazing Reddit username. And I think uh, they were riffing on something that I had put in the description of this one. But Crap Spackle uh, <laughs> wants us to rate fast food. Um, oh, I see that one. So Crap Spackle, I just want to say that once or twice more. <laughs> would what like was us, the name of the user? Yeah, it was Crap Spackle. It was... Uh, <laughs> Would like us to rate the fast food joints, or at least the way I put it was fast food fast food joints in the U.S. Um, the reason that I put this one is because there is a certain fast food joint that it has become, it, it has been revitalized within the kind of hipster community. Uh, it, it, so I think it started ironically, and now it's not so ironic, and people really love it. And I have always and will forever hate this place. Uh Hint, it has the meats. Oh, Arby's. Arby's. I hate Arby's so much. Really? The only exception is that maybe like 25% of the time that you go get Arby's, their curly fries are really good. Most of the time, they suck too. But sometimes their curly fries are really good. Other than that, there is not one single redeeming factor 
uh, for Arby's. So that is by mm. far so, my least. So favorite. Arby's goes at the bottom of your list by by a long ways. Be- well, and, below White Castle. Well, I've never been to White Castle. And that's why Arby's is at the bottom of your list. <laughs> well, and it, it doesn't help Arby's that they're a Pepsi joint. I mean, that's just awful. But. Whatever. Uh, but uh, Ken, what's your what's your least favorite? My very least favorite of all of the restaurants, and I've eaten at many, is uh, uh, Carl's Jr. Or if you're in the east, or Eastern United Hardee's? States, Hardee's. Uh, Hardee's. Yeah. yeah, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, awful. By is that way, just because there was so much grease in the food that they served that it could slide down your throat it's, without chewing it? It is like they are deliberately. Trying, to, it's like a hold hold my beer situation with with calories. I mean, they're like fast food is so bad for you. It has so many calories and it's a health risk. Hold my beer. Let's see how many calories we <laughs> can way, put I, in this. I do want it noted <clears throat> that we are we're a bunch of like middle America, red blooded Americans, and this for our for our international listenership especially. This is. This is a thing in America. You may think that we all just love and eat fast food all the time, but notice that when we're asked to rank fast food joints, we immediately go, "Okay, which one is the worst?" Because we we hate some of these. Oh yeah, like big time. Kyle, least favorite. I, I just can't get over the crap spackle <laughs> handle, and I can't can't help but think that if it was like with an R at the end as crap spackler, it would be. Even better, yes, it would. So, yes, thank it you, Crap Spackler. Uh, well, you know that's actually uh, that was a toy in the in the Happy Meal back in the eighties. You got it at Arby's. Um, <laughs> sorry, probably my least favorite fast food chain is In and Out. Really, I cannot I'll, stand. I'll is it because of I'll the food or because of the hype? Both. Yeah. So I'll the back hype. You up. So I went to In-N-Out for the first time after I heard a million people like, oh, In-N-Out is so great and we're yeah. getting one here and it's, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go check it out. Super disappointed. And every time I've eaten at In-N-Out, I've been sick afterwards. Oh, okay. so, that's interesting. Okay. I, the, I'll back you up on, on uh, In-N-Out because the reason it was good to me and all in my family is because it wasn't here. For me, it's it it's, was an event. We, yeah, if we were in California, on, we can now get in and out on vacation and whatever. But yeah. for me, in and out is literally it goes in and it comes right back. <laughs> and much. that's why. Um, much. Hey, so what? What about best? Yeah, that's what doing, I was going to say. Should I, we say our best? Real quick, our best. Now go we, ahead, Todd. I, the question that I have to ask is: when we talk about fast food, does it have to have a drive-through to be considered a fast food restaurant? I think so. <sighs> I think that because, not sure. because that could change the answer. If you have, if, if you are seated, and or have a waiter or waitress, uh, it's definitely out. Definitely out. See, but For I think sure. there's like that middle ground. Don't where you've say got Crown like, Burger. You've got like the Cafe Rios and the Zupas and things like that where you like wait in the line and right. Uh, but then you go sit down yeah. or, or it can take it with you. But I see, don't I feel like that's. Fast I wouldn't count food. that as fast food. No, nope. but I, I'm looking for something that's at least it, that's more nationally recognizable yeah. than that crown, like, crown burger like is a anybody local outside thing. the western u.s doesn't know what a zupas is and even like o- only a few western states right yeah. so well and zupas doesn't count as fast food anyway uh, anyway okay I don't think so, so todd what's your favorite my favorite fast food and he's gonna he's gonna choose something really obscure and he's gonna be like oh you guys aren't as cultured as i am nope <laughs> uh, nope sonic Really? Yeah. Yep. That's a terrible choice. Primarily for <laughs> that is that is garbage food for garbage people. <laughs> so, 
it is it, it is a, it is a it is not high class it is not good food but i love the fact that i can get a breakfast toaster combo with tater tots anytime delivered night or day a, delivered by a teenage girl in skates is that your uh, thing todd keep in mind i'm always drive through so for me it's the drive through and that's why that's why i would put sonic cuz i their tater tots are the best tater tots that I have had from any restaurant, sit down or drive through in my life. Period. End of discussion. Love them. Thank you very much. Ken, go. We only have a few more minutes, so we got to. This is going to be our last list, I think. Chick Fil A. I. Okay. Man, I love that hate chicken. That is good eating. Hate chicken. <laughs> we have a, we have a friend that calls it hate chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Don't is know. that Ryan? No. Oh, okay. No, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Ryan knows this friend too. Se- oh, okay. Second would probably be Wendy's, but man. Chick-fil-A, their nuggets Wendy's, are talk about a fall from grace. Infused. If you'd asked me around the year 2000, Wendy's easily would have been the top, but boy, do they suck now. Uh, Kyle? Taco Bell. I don't care if they serve rat meat. It's Taco Bell for me, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, that is that is awesome. And you and you were surprised at me picking Sonic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so Taco Bell, absolutely, like, my number three, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, what did you say? Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A. Number two, probably. Yes. Hate meat. Great. <laughs> Hate meat equals great meat. Um, there. <laughs> I think they said that on their bro board. Spicy chicken deluxe with, with the waffle, waffle cut fries. Yeah. <clears throat> that's uh, that's, that's good eating there. Some fantastic Those waffle eating. fries. Um, and uh, number one, McDonald's. Nah. I mean, Please I, explain to me number why. Number one, McDonald's, because, okay, here's the thing. Again, go back 15 years or whatever, and uh, I would have said, ah, McDonald's sucks, Wendy's is better. But McDonald's really picked up its game around the time they introduced the, um, what were the, the Angus, the third pound Angus burgers? Yeah. I remember there was uh, in Salt Lake City on 4th South, there's a new yeah. McDonald's, a new like 10 years ago. I went in, I had no idea because I didn't live in Salt Lake at the time, and uh, went into it and... They, it was like their grand opening. They just opened three days ago. And so all their equipment is still nice and shiny. The employees are still very friendly. Uh, they, <laughs> the employees they, haven't they been beat so down yet. They weren't so jaded yet. And, um, and they made me, I, I ordered this new Angus third pound, Black Angus Deluxe, I think it was called. And that particular burger still to this day is probably in the top five burgers I have ever eaten in my entire life wow and the, the thing is a few days ago i had a just a regular one dollar uh, mcdonald's cheeseburger that is the tastiest little piece of yeah. crack yeah it is that you could it ever is. put in your mouth and um, it's predictable and the other thing is uh, the other reason i put mcdonald's as my number one is that um the predictability factor yeah you always know what you're going to get um, and then also because it has such a strong international presence, uh, my wife and I have discussed this a few times on our international jaunts that, um, every once in a while, you know, she'll, she'll get kind of overwhelmed. Uh, you, you're, you're stuck in this foreign country and you don't speak the language and, and, uh, you're not sure what to do. There's always McDonald's Yep. and they have free Wi-Fi and cheeseburgers and fries and yep. you know you're you always it, it's that comfort and so it is the embodiment I, of comfort food it's definitely yeah. the go-to for us mcdonald's um, over at our household mcdonald's yep. is the you, go-to yep. you get exactly what you expect and you don't pay a ton for it mcdonald's is a is a guilty pleasure <laughs> food 
Um, there are things, there are things about the, the way the process runs. There are things about the history of the company, all those kinds of things that I look at myself and I say, only in America would something like this happen and then take <laughs> over the world. But it really has. Um, and, and it does have, it does have a certain appeal in the, in the area of predictability, yeah, yeah. but they don't serve tater tots after, especially after this last 10 minutes of fast food discussion, I feel like I really need to put a, uh, warning right up front of the show like this is not what you signed up for when you subscribed <laughs> to the legendarium podcast this is not the right show this is this is a this is a show that that we did because we can't keep up with that what you said at the beginning we just can't keep up we can't keep up with you guys uh no anyway because we just wanted to hang out we so we gotta go that that was literally an hour can i can i pay was off? it really that was an hour wow. can i pay off jeff Wu before we go jeff Wu. jeff Wu. jeff Wu. Because he, he he put on their time travel movies specifically for me, and I told oh. him challenge accepted. Those so. are those are easy. You yeah. go ahead. The, my my top. I'm gonna give him my top four. Top four time travel movies. Number one, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's the best. Number two, uh, Back to the Future, and we're just gonna the whole trilogy. Okay. Number three, Terminator, the original one. Terminator okay. Two is great too. And number four, Time Bandits. Love Time Bandits. Interesting. Yeah, that's the, a fun. That's what that was a fun top flick. three time travel movies. Very easy. Number three, Back to the Future three. Number two, Back to the Future <laughs> two. Number one, Back to the Future one. There you go. So, uh, that was so there you story. go, Jeff Wu. That was for you, Jeff Wu. Uh, thank you, everybody, for l- listening. You boy, all, that's boy, that's presumptuous. You all left off the time machine. That was such a good film. Really, uh, really though. Uh, the original I, one, by the, the 19, way, the 1960s. Oh, I was thinking I, of the one about Harry Potter already, three. I'm already moving into thank yous. We're trying to cut and run, uh, uh, but I, I, what I will say, if you haven't and you want a good laugh, you should go check out uh, Time After Time on ABC. Uh, the, it's the show where um, I'm, I'm not kidding. Uh, what's, what's who wrote Time Machine? H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells is chasing Jack the Ripper around New York City in 2017. It's the biggest pile of horse manure it I've ever a, seen. And it it's was a hilarious. bad movie, and now it's a series. Yeah. Go figure. Anyway, uh, okay. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Go to patreon.com slash legendarium if you want to support the show. If you do that based on this, then wow, you really yeah. are a fan. <laughs> I don't know what to say. To We're that. all now dumber for having listened to this podcast. <laughs> uh, and you can go to You were awarded no points. And make God, God have, have mercy, mercy on your soul. soul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, GoFundMe.com. Search Legendarium and you can support the construction of the new studio. I really do uh, appreciate everybody who has done so and really would appreciate anybody who does so coming up in the future because... Uh, quite frankly, this thing is getting out of hand expense wise and, uh, we're not cutting any corners. So this thing is getting pretty expensive. Um, anyway, so help if you can and go to the legendarium.reddit.com and join the conversation there. There is plenty to yell at us about in this episode. Uh, so go do that. I, and I, I should also say Patreon, uh, Patreon patrons, I guess we call them. If, uh, you are a $3 or above patron, Make sure you are paying attention to your inbox when you're notified of a new post, uh, especially today, because we're all going to hang around and maybe do, I think, maybe a few more lists. A couple more lists. Just for our patrons, uh, $3 and above. Uh, So we'll do another, what, maybe 10 minutes. Hey, it's only 1130 at night, whatever. Right. 
So uh, we'll cut and run, and we'll see everybody next week. I don't think we're quite done with Towers of Midnight next week, uh, but we'll be scheduled to do... What was it that's coming up? Um, I know we can talk Stranger Things, and there was a movie... Thor. 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 We'll probably do Stranger Things and Thor. And Justice League. Next week. So uh, we'll we'll see you all... Yeah, we'll see you all next week for that. Have a good one, everybody. Mm -hmm.